are learning English all the time, and I like to use one of the expressions I really like. It's like, no pain, no gain. You want to go further, you have to get out of your comfort zone. There's many ways to uh, get success in your life. I would say the key is to keep going and learning. Technology is transforming how we think, how we lead, and how we win. From InterVision, this is Status Go, the show helping IT leaders move beyond the status quo, master their craft, and propel their IT vision. Whenever I speak with CIOs and IT leaders, one of the top issues is attracting and retaining talent. Another theme that we have discussed over the last several years here on Status Go is diversity, equity, and inclusion. We've made the connection that one of the ways to solve the first issue is to start solving the second. Today on Status Go, we would like to start a conversation on a third related issue and tie it back to solving both issues. The news has been filled over the last several years with images of immigrants at our borders, specifically at our southern borders, images of almost faceless people. Well, today we would like to put a face on immigration by spotlighting two IT professionals who work for one of our clients. These two men, now American citizens, have a story to tell. A story about their journey to the U.S. and their journey of several years to regain their careers as IT professionals once they reach the U.S. I'd like to introduce you to Yorlenin Pando Gonzalez and Orlando Alvarez of Southwest Key Programs. Welcome to Status Go, gentlemen. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Jeff. It's a pleasure to be here with you today. I am so excited for this conversation. I, I loved when we were introduced a couple of weeks ago and we had a chance to, to talk and uh, ask questions about your stories. Uh, so I, I want to start I want to start at the beginning. You were both born and raised in Cuba, but you took different paths to come to the U.S. Would you share with us your journey from Cuba to America? And, and your Lennon, why don't we start with you? Yes, sir. Uh, I just say before I was born in Cuba, I left the country by January 2013, if I remember. It was a long time ago, almost 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, my first, the first time I was outside, I was working in the Equatorial of Guinea. I was working for a company from Spain doing IT. Mm -hmm. It was uh, pretty amazing, for sure. It was pretty amazing because um, even when, uh, when it was my first time working outside Cuba and I was working in Cuba as an IT for maybe 20, 22 years, 25 years, more or less. So... It was like a lot of years working as, as an IT in Cuba. Even when I was working outside Cuba, the job was pretty much the same. Mm -hmm. So same computers, same behaviors, same customers, uh, um, questions. And it was like, well, um, it's not that hard if you're really good doing your job. Mm -hmm. It's just about different language, different culture, but same questions. 
my email is not working. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the computer is not turning on. So kind of this. Um, I forgot after, my password. <laughs> I forgot my password. Pretty much the same. Different ways to say, different language, different people, but pretty much the same job. Mm-hmm. So after three years and a half working over there, because I was working in, in Equatorial Guinea, but I was living between Spain and Equatorial Guinea because I was working for a company from Spain, uh, I decided to... Uh, travel to USA. It was like seven years ago. My journey started over there. Yep. By that time. Okay. So Orlando, uh, talk to us yes. about your journey and how how you came to the U.S. And then I want to dig in a little bit deeper on this story. Oh yes. Uh, well, as you already mentioned, uh, we both come from Cuba, uh, which is a communist country, one of the five communist countries that left in the world which are North Korea, Vietnam, Laos, China, and Cuba. And growing up in that type of society is, is not what parents really want for their children, you know, because of the social uh, situation, economical situation, and yeah. all the political issue over there in the island. Uh, even though their principles are built over fair actions, like free education for everybody or free healthcare, and you know, growing up and realizing that there's no growth and opportunity in the country that you were born is a pain. Uh, so I had to take the decision to leave the country. And of course, I had a me- I had the means to do it because if you don't have the means to, to leave or to travel, you, you can do it. And you know, booking a flight from Cuba costs more than the yearly average average salary of an employee. Oh wow. So it's really it's yeah. really hard to get and, and you know to get the money to to, to at least book a flight and so i had the opportunity and leave and i went to ecuador where i I already had a job offer from a medical company that hired me as an it i work uh, as it in the company and due to the lack of of staff in that company uh, there were many times that i even had to join the medical team and assist them and i know it sounds a little crazy but there were times that I, i had to go inside the or and assist the surgeon it makes no sense, but those things happen. <laughs> yeah, those things happen. In well, those, we always in joke that there. IT guys aren't saving lives, but but but, but you were right there in it. Yeah, Holy cow. yeah, it's yeah. unbelievable. But I I had to you know several times go inside the OR and assist the surgeons. You know, representing my the company I work for. Yep. And I was in Ecuador like for nine months, and after that, I had the opportunity to apply for a U.S. visa, and since then. I got to this country. So were you working in IT in Cuba before you left? Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We, we were and, both. and how, how um, your Lennon, you said 25 years. Yes. That you've been working. And, and that's, I just want to be sure I'm hearing that correctly. Two, five, 25. Yes, sir. Uh, wow. On my count, I start working on IT. Um, like um, I don't have a, precise number but it have to be between 23 and 25 years old okay in orlando how about you how many years in it in cuba yeah I, in cuba i i did like three years in cuba and after that okay. i i left the, uh, the country yeah and then in ecuador how many how many years were you in ecuador uh i i went for like nine months over there nine months okay yeah okay so did 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 the two of you know each other in Cuba? No. No. No? No? Okay. No, I wasn't sure. I, 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 I know when uh-huh. we met the other day, I didn't have I didn't uh-huh. have a chance to ask that. But yeah. No. 
Uh, I won't ask if you like each other now. We we won't go there. <laughs> the the other question that I wanted to ask you is: several months ago, I, I spoke with another IT professional who left Cuba and came to the U.S. and I believe he came via Ecuador. He described leaving Cuba as escaping. Would you describe it that way as well? One hundred percent accurate. Yeah, one hundred percent agree. And the reason you both were able to escape because you had the financial means to do it. Yeah, yeah. Well, the financial means and the willing to do it. And the willing, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, Orlando, you mentioned that you already had a job when you when you went to Ecuador. Um, so you were doing this job search from yeah. from Cuba, uh, right. and then uh, you just got on a plane to Ecuador and you were gone. Is that kind of how that worked? Back back in twenty fifteen, uh, Ecuador didn't uh, request or didn't ask Cubans to have a visa, so okay. it was pretty easy. You just buy a t a plane ticket. And that's it. That's the only thing you need. Uh, mm -hmm. And and your Lennon, you went to Africa, yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. Same same thing. Uh, well, no visa required. Did you have a job when you went there? No. Well, well actually, yes. I have. I had a job in Cuba. I was working for uh, the biggest hospital in my, in my region. Uh -huh. In my region, it was huge. It was really big. Um, and what I did was uh, I was trying to get the way to uh, get outside. So I mm, I found, I, I don't know if the right way to say that is phone, but I just meet someone who was mm -hmm. working in that company. The company, the name of the company is, um, well, sorry, I can't remember the name. But <laughs> yeah, that's all right. That's I all right. would get it. I would get it. I would get it. I would get the name. Just, just you know, give me a couple of minutes. Names of companies from right. So it, it's, it's a company. Uh, the name of the company is a company from Spain. It's a company who provide medical supplies for uh, hospitals, and they have they have a really deep penetration inside Africa. Okay. And especially Equatorial Guinea, because Equatorial Guinea was the last. A colony of Spain in the world uh, was the last okay, one. Okay. The last one, actually, Equatorial Guinea is the only country in Africa who speaks Spanish. Okay, I don't even know that country before. Yeah. I never knew that country was there. Yeah, uh, but I met that guy. the The person, the name is Oscar. He was the financial chief of the company. Mm -hmm. So we were talking. They were looking for someone. Blah blah blah. And I was kind of okay. And get to go. So I did the paperwork, a lot of paperwork. I have to do a lot of paperwork to to get the the permissions mm -hmm. from Cuba. Because that's the point. When you're in Cuba, you're not free to move. Right. Not at right, all. Right, right, right. Not at all. So you both had to get permission to do that. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. Right. So uh, I get the permissions and, and I did my travel and start my journey. It's what I told you before. It's like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's why when you say before, escape, mm -hmm. escape is a, it's, it's a really good word for that. Because even when you're not maybe having a really bad time, 
Maybe you're not having a really bad time because you have something to eat and you have a place where you can live. Inside of you, you know, you know you're not good. Yeah. You're not, yeah. you're living in a place where, where you, you can be a real person. Right. You want that there's, freedom. Yeah. I mean, there's no, there's no perfect country or perfect society. Yeah. We have a lot of issues in every place where you go, but at least you should feel, you should be um, free. Yeah. Uh, I'm feel sorry. Like, like you can move wherever you want to go. Um, when you get to the U S um, I'm assuming that you, you got to this country and the next day you had a job in it, right? Yes. In reality, no, no, no. So tell me what it was like. I mean, uh, Describe the time and what you were trying to do to get back into IT, which obviously you, you love. You've both been doing it for, for years. What what was it like to find a job once you got to the U.S.? Okay, Orlando, go ahead. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, as you mentioned and Joe Lenin said, it would be in the perfect world to have an IT job as soon as we got here. But the reality is different. I mean, there are bills to be paid and mm -hmm. since you don't have uh, the experience to show the, the you know the employees and all that that you have experience then it's a little difficult so we have to find some other ways to to survive in, in a society when you don't have anyone that can give you yeah. the hand help you right. and you know in my case i i had to say okay well i know i'm not gonna get a, an it job as soon as you know as soon as i want so I had to take some uh, HVAC classes and, and courses. Uh, I didn't know anything about air conditioning back then. <laughs> it's something totally different from IT, yeah, but yeah. you know, I, I had to do it. And at, at the end, it's not bad because it's always good to to know something else. You you know mm -hmm. you, yeah, have, yeah, you, yeah. you know when, when would you need that knowledge? And right. yeah, I took those classes and I, I work as a, a air conditioning technician for two years. And in the meantime, I was studying at the same time. Uh, I went to school, I got some American certifications uh, to provide me some experience in the, in the country and, you know, mm -hmm. to start building uh, some trust in me from possible employees. And once I finished uh, my school, uh, the school assisted me in providing me job placement. And this way, uh, I guess they knew Southwest Key. And from there, I started working for Southwest Key once I finished my school. Okay. So, uh, Lennon, we'll get to your story here in a second. I want to I want to ask Orlando a couple of follow-up questions. You, you came to the U.S. and you couldn't get a job in IT because you couldn't show experience but you right. had experience. Right. But I didn't have anything that says, okay, you have, you are uh, certificates in Microsoft or Cisco. So yeah. I didn't know how to prove. So, so you got a bachelor's degree, uh, yeah. you have experience, and because you don't have the certifications, and, and I'm sure there's a language barrier, right? Yeah. I, I, I want to I say something also. I have a couple of friends they have different patch into IT, mm -hmm. but there's there's a difference between, for example, 
me and Orlando were working on on this support. Yes. Uh -huh. And you have someone like one of my friends is uh, he is a developer. Mm -hmm. So if you want to try me, you want to try me first. You don't want to hire me. You want to try me. You want to test me. Ah. Uh, That's the point. If you're a developer, I will give you a project. And I will tell you, okay, you have 40 minutes. Show me the best you have. But how do you test a guy from from networking or or from desk support for yeah. real? It's it's yeah. not like okay, I want you to reset the password. Yeah. It's, that's easy. We're talking about, you know, all the process. Oh, for yeah. a developer, it's, it's, it's kind of, okay, just give me something and I will show you what I can do. Give me give me 50 minutes yeah. and I will, I will tell you what I can do. But you can do that with a network guy. Yep. What are you going to do? Just, uh, let me see. Uh, here, here is a Cisco uh, router or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Configure show, it. And, yeah, uh, show me what you can do. Do we yeah, have yeah. just a, a small part of the knowledge that guy and the experience that guy have? Yeah, it's not the same for me and Orlando. Was like like for for on 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 the way we want to get into IT and on our experience here. If you don't have the IT certifications or you don't have a proof job experience, it's like a like really hard. You have to be really lucky. Yeah, you have to so be really lucky. We we've heard from uh, Orlando. Uh, about his story, your linen. Talk about your journey from you. You are now in the U.S. How do you get back into IT? Yeah, um, there's one point that is really important when you're coming here to USA, and it's about if you have or not support from someone, from your family, mm -hmm. a friend, someone had that we be there for you to support you economically and psychologically mm -hmm. because it's like like you're you, you're just born you know nothing everything the simple questions you can make will be new for us it's yeah. not about to be a dump you know we are not fools it's just like you're you're getting into something quite different that you just to see or, or feel before so everything will be new and there's nothing for you like uh, simple questions. There's a lot of questions and a lot of things we have when we come, uh, we don't know the answers. So someone has to teach you. Right. And the right. second option is learn by yourself. If you don't have a family, if you don't have someone to support you, you have to learn by yourself. You have to do your right. path by yourself. And that was my case. I was alone here. So it was really hard for me because you have to pay the bills. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you have to do whatever it takes to pay your bills and find a job. Um, so I went from my first job was in the in the Seven Eleven as a cashier. Uh, uh, it was like uh, really I was scared a lot. You're now working for Southwest Key Programs and. It that's that's probably an organization that not many of our listeners are familiar with. Can you tell us a little bit about what Southwest Key does? Yes, sure. Uh, let me start with uh, I began with Southwest Key in 2019, and I remember my first week working in Southwest Key. 
you know, our kids in Southwest Key, they, they have good opportunities to, to, to succeed in life. You know, they come from their countries and have probably no opportunities there. That's why they are coming. Yeah. And when they get to Southwest Key, they, they have everything they, they could aspire in life. I mean, they get free education, they get, they have a place to, to sleep. They have, you know, they, they have medical, uh, departments there that take care of the of the kids your linen you were talking about your transition from the u when you get to the u.s getting back into to uh to it so can you can you pick it up there uh how you got back into it in in the u.s yes sir so uh i was i was uh remember just remembering uh my first job was in the 7-eleven nothing to do with it yes but it was a job. So from there, I was going here and there, doing this, doing that. I was in the meat industry. I was cutting meat in <laughs> Tyson, covered by blood. <laughs> uh -huh. oh. uh, well, I, I don't, I, I mean, it's a good job. They pay well. They take care of you. Yeah, uh, but yeah, nothing yeah. to do when IT, with IT. I was making money. I was making real, real good money. But I was thinking all the time to quit. Kind of, I'm losing my yeah. time here. I'm losing my time here. And people, my friends and people who work with me, like, we're making a lot of money, you know? And I was like, I, I don't want uh -huh. the money. I, I just want to return to what I know. <laughs> so um, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 what I did too, I was trying, applying a lot of times. And I know, I know how many times I apply because I have a copy of every application I did. Mm -hmm. So the number is huge. Huge. How many times I apply and I was rejected uh, just because what well, we were talking before. If you can show them you have the experience or you have a combination of or experience and, and certifications and proper um, titulation from here, from USA or other country, they recognize mm -hmm. it's really hard to get inside. So what I did was by myself. I study and take the Contia network by myself. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I just do it by myself. And after that, I was moving from, by the way, I've been, I've been moving here in USA a lot of times, kind of 14 times. I've been living in a okay. lot of places over here. So <laughs> I was in <laughs> Florida, Kansas, Oklahoma, right now here in Houston. So in Houston, I was... Um, I had the opportunity to apply for Southwest Key. I get hired by a company from Austin. They were looking for mm -hmm. someone who speaks Spanish really well and someone who speaks English also. So I just uh, applied one more time. One more time. I was kind of, well, what can I lose? <laughs> one yeah, more time. Yeah, yeah. And, and I just get hired. It was like, you know, uh, something like, uh, I can't believe it. Is that for real? I remember, yeah. <laughs> I remember I was driving. I was driving. I was working in a company called CSAT Solution. CSAT Solution. It's a company here in Houston who fixed computers. Mm -hmm. They fix computers. Anything, well, not, not, not only computers. Anything related with phones, computers, whatever. So I was working there fixing computers 
and Howard, pretty much. And I love Howard too, but anyway. Uh, mm -hmm. And I was driving back home <clears throat> and the the person who wanted to hire me calling me and say, you know what? I know last week I told you you weren't, um, <clears throat> sorry, you weren't um, the right person for the, for the, for the job. So we take someone out. But right now I want to tell you you're in. Congratulations. <laughs> And that was like, okay, okay, nice. You're kidding me, right? You're kidding me. Where is the cam? Is everybody yeah, watching yeah. me right now? Yeah, <laughs> they're yeah, looking for yeah, they're looking yeah. for my face right now. I have to stop my car. I have to stop my truck. And like like deep breath, you know, really breathe. Breathe because I, I was like, I can't believe it. I make it. So um I've been working for 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 the company like three years and it's like amazing. I remember the last the, the first time I was the first day. I was in the company. I was full of pride. I feel proud of me because it's like I made it. Well, and and it's a and it's a great company to to work for. Uh, Orlando, how 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 long have you been at Southwest Key? I forget. Yeah, I started on April 2019, so it's been like three years. Three years. We start yeah. close about the same time. Yeah, yeah we yeah. we start yeah. at the same time. So, tell me about how working at Southwest Key and what Southwest Key does as its mission, how does that feel for the two of you based on your journey? Um, well, I can say there's, there's many things that makes, make these things harder for us. Language is the first one. Even I'm far away to rule English language, far away. Uh, when people speak to me, I can get 99% of what they say. But for us, speaking English is a real challenge. It's like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like a CCMP plus two. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> really yeah, hard. Yeah, yeah, really hard. Well, your, so, your brains don't think in English. Your brains think in Spanish. Well, you have to learn to think in English. You have to. Yeah, yeah. You have to. So I guess the first thing that you say, okay, that's really good in, in Southwest Key is if you're working for a house like, like we're doing, if you're working on a field, pretty much 98%, 99% of people over there speak Spanish. They are bilingual, trilingual. Yeah, yeah. They speak yeah. several languages. And and that's, that's make... That's make easy to you to start doing your job because yep. we are switching we were talking about this, that before we are switching between english and spanish all the time we're switching we we say right. something in right. english right we, we start speaking spanish then switch again to english it depends because there's many people over there who was born here they speak more english than spanish so when you realize mm -hmm. that guy or that 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 person is is just more like English speak English speaker, you start speaking English with them. Yeah. But there's many people like me or Orlando that we are Hispanic, that our language is Spanish. So it's pretty easy to uh, talk mm -hmm. with the people like that and fix the issue. And the second, I would say, is the company itself, because the com because the company itself don't have a rule that says you have to speak English. 
There's no such rule. Mm -hmm. We speak the language we prefer. If you prefer to do it in English, we're going to do it in English. If you prefer to do it in Spanish, right. we're going to do it in Spanish. Any language you prefer would be the, the language we're going to use. Actually, what I do in my case, and I, I guess it's the same for Orlando, if the person you want to work with speak English and he feels like English would be the best language, we do it in English. Yeah, if the person who yeah. speaks Spanish, we do it in Spanish. So I guess that are the two things that I really love from the company. There's yeah. there's a lot of things. There's a lot of things over there that I really love it. But I guess that too is the best one. And the third thing would be management. Management follow the same rule. We have the bosses and the big boss and, and the VIPs, but they follow the same rule. It doesn't matter if mm -hmm. you speak English, Spanish, French, Zulu, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's that's got to make you feel a, a, a part of it. Orlando, as as you come into Southwest Key and and here you're an immigrant and you've come to the United States and you're now working for a company that serves immigrants. Um, how does it feel for you to be able to apply your your skills in IT to help that mission? Well, yes. Uh, well, since we are immigrants, we we know how does it feel to come from from another country and get here and have nothing. I've been in their shoes as well, so I know how how it feels. And we really don't work with kids uh, personally since we are right. you know the technical support. But we, we we help to help. I mean, yeah, we, you help the people who are helping. Exactly. The kids. Yeah. So yeah. we work in the background, and our job makes their job easier. And with our skills and tools, we help those kids as well to d develop their skills and maybe having them to have a dream to become maybe if they see us working, maybe they would like to become an IT technician as well someday. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, like I said, we also provide them the tools to learn. We provide them with equipment to learn uh, on what, you know, in the process. And yeah, we, we work in the background for them. And I, we lo have I, I love that. You know, there's yeah. a lot of a lot of our listeners out there. Um, we, we talk a lot about making sure that people uh, who are doing doing their job can connect their job to the vision or the mission of the organization. And it sounds like the two of you, even you don't work directly with the kids, but you're helping people that are doing that. Uh, and yeah. so you can see every day your connection to the vision and mission of Southwest Key. That's, 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 that has to feel pretty good uh, uh, to be able to do that and, and, "Quote unquote, give back." Well, I I know we're running short on time, and I want to make sure that we get to our call to action because uh, on Status Go we like to have this very strong call to action. But before I do that, I I want to get to to my introductory comments and and connect some dots together with your story. The percentage of Latinx or his, Hispanic men and women working in IT is about 
it seems expanding our applicant pools to include immigrants, especially those with a technology background, would be a great way to further close that talent gap. So to our listeners, look to programs that you could implement, that you could subscribe to, that helps the immigrants that are that are coming here to the U.S., that are already here in the U.S., to get the training that they need uh, to be get back into IT. They have the experience. They just may not have the certs that, that we have here in the U.S. Maybe you can have a training program that can help jumpstart that. So that's my soapbox. Now I want to get to our, our call to action. And as the, as the three of us talked a, a couple of weeks ago, uh, I warned you, I'd be asking you for, for your call to actions. So your Lennon and Orlando, for our listeners who may be wondering how or what's next, where can they get help if they're an immigrant or how can they get involved? What's a couple of things that they might do because they listened to us today? And Orlando, I'm going to start with you, put you on the spot. What are a couple of things our listeners can do? Well, I mean, if we or, or if anyone would like to, you know, succeed in life, one of the things that needs to be done is a study and at least have some certifications that, uh, you know, prove that you have the knowledge and that you have the, the experience that certain job requires. And, you know, studying is, is the main thing, you know, to succeed in life. Yeah, that, that's excellent. I, I appreciate that. And that is, mm-hmm. that is, uh, that is so true. Your Lennon, what's a couple of things our listeners could do uh, to either get involved with this issue or if they happen to be an immigrant, where can they go to get help? Well, um, you know, we're we're learning English all the time. And I like to use, on that case, I like to use one of the expressions I really like. is like, no pain, no gain. If you mm-hmm. want to go further, you have to get out of your comfort zone. You have to keep dreaming. Don't stop dreaming. I know it's hard. I'm I'm, I'm dreaming all day, all day, all day long. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And 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 the way uh, there's many ways to uh, get success in your life, but for me, Orlando and other guys from the IT world, I would say the key is to keep going and learning. You can stop. Yeah. You have to keep going because even when you have the knowledge, even when you have the skills, you never are good enough to rule everything. You have to keep going. You have to keep studying, keep reading, keep searching, get more certifications, get more trainings. It's worth it because you will you will feel the pain. You will feel the yeah. pain. But at some point, it could take you a year, two years, three years. I don't know how long, but at some point, you will get the results. In the form of, of of a job or something that you do that you really love. And yeah. you wake up in the morning not thinking, I have to go there to make money. Yeah. You wake up in the morning thinking, I would, I would be doing what I really like to do. And I remember my grandfather, my, sorry, my grandfather, um, he wasn't really 
that kind of guy that was at the university and studied a lot, but he was living for 102 years. So he yeah. was really wise. And he told me, if you want to be happy, do what you want the most, what you really enjoy. If they pay you, get better even. It's even better. <laughs> so that's yes, the point yes, with the IT. Yes. We're we are doing the job because we like it. We love it. Yeah. The money is good, but the job is better. I I think that is great advice for our listeners across the board. Uh continue to learn, continue to grow, uh, get your certifications. Those those are important. Uh, but it's really that lifelong learning. Uh Guys, I really appreciate you taking the time. I know this is a, a evening where where you are and you're taking some family time to talk to us today. I really appreciate you carving out time. I think this is an important message, and I just want to say thank you for being on Status Go. Thank you for having us with you today. Thanks to you, sir. To our listeners, if you have a question or want to learn more, Visit intervision.com. The show notes will provide links and contact information. This is Jeff Tun for your Lennon Pando Gonzalez and Orlando Alvarez. Thank you very much for listening. You've been listening to the Status Go podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes or get more information at intervision.com. If you'd like to contribute to the conversation, find Intervision on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Twitter. Thank you for listening. Until next time.